Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. I am Claudia Ashray, and I am pro-choice. Hey, Claude. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a crazy couple of days. It's been a crazy couple of days, and I feel like a lot of people want to hear from hear us. what we have to say about we are just lightning rods in our industry we really are we're like female icons and i do feel like if, M- you know moguls sorry i misspoke i feel like if we don't you know talk about the news of the weekend that a lot of people will come for our next yeah um and, like we find ourselves in a difficult position we actually had like an hour-long facetime this morning about how we wanted to tackle this because as you guys know our policy here at the morning toast is like we really we do not talk about politics for a multitude of reasons but mostly because like this show is everything of the sort i think a lot of people rely on this show just to kind of escape yeah it's we're so funny i think so talented that we really make people forget about the trials and tribulations of their everyday life and a part of being just like a human being in America right now with access to social media it's like it's so overwhelming and it's so taxing like how inundated with information you are and how like even like the influencer culture of like having to post forever like it's it's extremely toxic I think yeah and it's really bizarre the influencer culture where it's like everybody posts the same infographic that really isn't like moving the needle or or saying much they just like don't want to be attacked yeah or like marked it's like i I, they think i think this or i didn't say anything about that and it's not really about caring about what's going on it's just about like front facing and so if if someone you follow like hasn't posted it never occurs to someone like maybe they're processing maybe they're figuring out how they feel maybe they're talking to their local uh representatives like or posting on social media is not an indication of how you feel maybe they're not an expert on the matter right so like it's it's a very weird space we find ourselves in and this weekend I think was really emblematic of that because I think a lot of people were internalizing the information and like when it came out on Friday it was very um alarming you know it was like oh my god the world is ending and when when you actually like when you look into what what's happening it's a lot of information to take in. Yeah, and I think there's also a lot of misinformation going around. Um, but we are very adamant about not talking about politics on the show. It gets harder and harder every day because politics is like worming its way into literally every aspect of life. But still, we try and stay the course. And I feel so strongly that there should be and there can be people and spaces that are politics free agreed one because like we don't want like politics is messy and disgusting and this show is gorgeous beautiful stunning stunning and smart one two we don't ever like want to be divisive Mm -hmm. you know and there's enough of that and I feel just also very strongly that we don't need to wade into politics even if there's like pressure from people you need to speak about this why aren't you using your platform like if you don't like how we use our platform build your own platform you know so I I feel very certain yeah. that we don't need to speak about. But sometimes there are things or events that aren't necessarily political that you know tug at the heartstrings that of we course. that we do want to mention. Um, but that's not the same. That's not the same. No, I just did feel like given the rant I went on last week about the government coming for my jewel. Yeah, it did feel particularly appropriate. Um, given like the next day that the government, I'm just, I'm kind of feeling like the more I delve into my own political 
beliefs, I think I'm an anarchist. Like, fuck the government. <laughs> like, that's what I was realizing. Because every time, I'm like, government, go away. Like, I'm honestly, I'm an anti-government anarchist. That's what I realized. Like, don't tell me what to jewel. Don't tell me what to do with my body. Like, I, that is the conclusion I've come to today. Okay. Anarchy for life. Love that for you. So we wanted to mention it. But again, like, just reinforce the values of the toast are like an inclusive space where we just really try and keep it light. And that's not for everyone. And that's totally fine. There are mm-hmm. so many shows you can listen to that are going to scratch the itch that you're looking for. But here at The Toast, we and are... And it's not because our views are unpopular. No, or no. Or care what people think. And it's We're not, not be- ashamed. And it's not because I don't care about politics or I don't care about these things that are happening. I've had so many conversations over the weekend. like, And in my personal life, I have a lot of thoughts yeah. and feelings. Yep. But there's very little room for nuance in general in the internet, in the digital so space, especially for us. We get literally <laughs> nothing, no leeway. Yeah. So we don't want to have these big conversations there and we don't also don't want to just like serve up platitudes and saying and be disingenuous right so i agree with you i think the lack of nuance on the internet makes it really difficult to have genuine and meaningful conversations yeah um so we're just going to talk about the kardashians <laughs> right and i think in a that's genuine a- and meaningful way with lots of nuance nuance that's us and don't forget about layers no it's true it's extremely layered yeah so Happy Monday. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, You know, I actually had a nice weekend because I have like, not permanently, but like I was like, I'm not drinking. And it was amazing. Like it was, I see the perks of sobriety. I really do. I I felt like the weekend was so long. When I woke up on Sunday morning, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Monday. I'm like, no bitch, it's motherfucking Sunday. Yeah. I feel so like balanced. I spent so much time with you and Harold. I read so much. And... I got my fucking ass up and I saw Top Gun. Finally. I mean, I'm so jealous, but also tell everyone you were trying to see Elvis. And then you called me and I was like, you need to see Top Gun. Me and Ben were like, let's go to the movies. And there was like so few seats because the theater by us is reserved seating, which I do like. Um, So we had like limited options and the better seats were for Elvis. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I missed the Top Gun moment anyway. Like... Everyone's like, yeah, we saw a bitch a month ago. So I was like, now what? everyone's on their like fourth viewing. No, now everyone's on their Elvis shit. Elvis oh. came out this weekend. Oh. So I was like, Ben, let's see Elvis. And he was like, so mad. Of course. And I'm like, just shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> but then, that is so HRH. <laughs> I know. I've been channeling motherfucking HRH energy. It's the anarchist in me. Totally. So I, um, <laughs> I called Jackie and I was like, by the way, we're seeing Elvis, not Top Gun, just to like, you know, have someone on my side against Ben. And she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. You should see Top Gun. So we switched it. The theater was packed. Um, and I I want to be really cautious about what I say because I don't know if you guys know this, but Miles Teller's iconic wife, Kelly, is a toaster. And so the, the possibility of um, Miles hearing my review is almost 100%, mm-hmm. you know? So this is what I want to say. I've so, I mean, I have so many thoughts. First of all, the movie was fucking incredible. Like, do you think I give a shit about planes? No. On that fucking theater, in the theater, I was like, you fucking plane, you better get in that motherfucking canyon. Yeah, turn to the right, turn to the right. Two minutes and 30 seconds, bitch, yeah. Like, I was being so plain girly. Like, literally the points girl, okay? (laughs) It was so good. So many hot fucking men. But then it also made me realize there was a lot of Tom Cruise. And, like, I get it. It's, like, his franchise. But it's, like, it's time to pass the baton on to Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. Like, 
I literally did the weirdest thing this weekend and I slid into Glenn Powell's DMs. What did he, you say? Well, I like I like kind of know Glenn. We've like actually been on vacation together three times because we have a mutual friend. Okay. Um, how many people were on the vacation though? Just like 150. Okay. <laughs> but we've never, um, like we've spoken a bunch like formalities and we like follow each other on Instagram. But I, I love that for you. Yeah. I took the opportunity to slide in because I thought he was incredible. He was so funny. Like his character was hilarious. He's so funny. He's I've been so trying to tell you. Hot. Yeah. Oh my God. So I slid in, had like a nice conversation with Glenn, taking our relationship to the next level, you know? Love um, that. But it made me think about Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise is like one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Ready? Yeah. Name one movie he's been in besides Top Gun. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this man in a movie. Uh, Mission Impossible? Jason Statham. No, he's Mission Impossible, right? No, he's Top Gun. No, no, there was only one Top Gun. No, and like, that's Tom Cruise. Like, literally, what the fuck has Tom Cruise been in? I think he's Mission Impossible. I yes. Think- he says yes. Yeah? Okay. Okay, okay fine. And that that he, tracks then. Okay, fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're not Tom's target audience. No, so it was like a lot of Tom. You were being introduced to Tom Cruise for the first time, an up-and-coming actor. I was, and I think this movie did a really good job of telling you what happened in the first. There was okay. like a couple flashbacks, but they explained, because there were characters from the old movie in the new one. Um, I don't think you need to see the first one. Like, if you want to, you can, but it wasn't required viewing. It was just incredible. Miles was so good. Like... It was so amazing. And I had heard the song on TikTok a couple times, but I didn't really put together that Lady Gaga had written a song for the movie. Is that what the song so is? So bright. I love that song. Tonight. It's so, so good. So don't you let go of my hand. You can cry every uh, last tear. Tell em. I've been listening to it over and over again. I'm like, why is no one talking about Lady Gaga's new song out? But I guess because it was for a movie and not like a single on an album. So we're not like in album mode. But they play it at the end and it's like... It's it's literally like I had tears. It was so good. No, I literally love that song. Now, the movie had one thing that I didn't like, and I know this is going to make me sound like a woman who doesn't support other woman, women <laughs> because there was literally one woman in the movie, <laughs> but she happens to be one of my least favorite actresses of Ew. all time, Jennifer Connelly. Okay. And I think it's because she's constantly being cast in roles that like have her as like the most annoying fucking bitch on the planet. Like yeah. when I think of Jennifer Connelly, I think of her as the nagging wife and he's just not that into you. Right. And it's like, girl, like get some scruples. Like, have a spine. Your husband's yeah. being a dick. Um, so that was just like my personal. She's just not my favorite, but she was the only woman in the movie. So like, I hate to be that girl, like <laughs> only saying like the woman. And she was good. But was like, it her or her character or both? A little combo of both. But I will say she is But aging. then that's on, that's on them for making the female character unlikable. She wasn't unlikable. She just wasn't like everything. Lovable. You know? Yeah. But I will say like I... People talk about, like, actresses who are aging beautifully, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Jennifer Connelly's up there. Like, she looked amazing. Okay. Also, the the movie was set, I think, in San Diego. It was just, like, stunning. San Diego is, like, has it going on. La Jolla? Like, you will find me <laughs> in La Jolla, okay? Okay. It, and at Legoland and at Bell. I'm literally... Chris Jenner, like, obsessed with San Diego. I went once, and I thought it was, like, the most beautiful place on the planet. No, the more I see of San Diego, the more I'm, like, that's where it's at. I'm interested. I'm, I'm very interested in San Diego. So I really recommend the movie, even if you think it's not your genre type. Like, obviously, I've never seen an action movie in my life, and I couldn't get enough of the action. It was so well done. And, you know, that's, like, Tom Cruise's thing. He is the stunt man. He does his own stunts. And all the other guys who are in the film, like, were doing their own stunts, too. He raised the bar. He raised the bar. I do feel like a little icky about Tom Cruise just in general. Like, yeah. especially because I follow Leah Remini on TikTok and she's like always coming for him and she's totally right. So like that was like kind of the one uh, about the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do hope they make more Top Guns and like, you know, Miles is the new 
Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Maverick? Maverick. We is need... his name Maverick? That's, okay, no, so. No, it's too much. So Tom Cruise's name. It's na- too much. Tom Cruise's name is Maverick. They, oh. all, they all have like first and last names, but in this special unit that they're in, the Top Gun unit, they all have nicknames. So there's Rooster, which is Miles Teller. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Miles Teller was Maverick. No, and that Tom Cruise is Maverick. over the edge. Glenn Powell was like Hangman or something. And um, they all have like cool, quirky names. That's so cute. It was cute and quirky and cute. Okay, well, I'm so jealous. I really want to see it. If anyone has a screener or is a member of like the SAG and can just get me a screener, please. Oh my God, by the way, like why didn't we just like ask Kelly? <laughs> I know. Well, I hate to like ask for favors, but like if you or someone you know. Um, get screeners. Or has a plane. <laughs> I would like both. Yeah. I think that's fair to ask. Yeah. I really do want to see Elvis, though. I, the reviews are coming in. We could ask for a screener. Yeah, yeah. If you have Buzz, a screener. Buzz, if you're listening, I just, like, cannot get my ass out of my house. Because, like, honestly, even at the theaters, well, first of all, I was sitting next to a guy who was so weird. He was... Just watch what you say. <laughs> Learn. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. He came... Um, he came by himself, which I was like, okay. But he was the biggest Top Gun fan in fucking history. First of all, he was oh, talking cute. to himself the whole time, which actually did not bother me um, because he was having so much fun. He was like, oh, yeah, that fucking plane is sick. And he was like cursing too. He was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And swear I was like, jar. Did you give him a swear jar? And by the way, what's the Top Gun song? Highway to the danger zone. He was singing it. Like he was, this was like really the cute. best night of his life. So I wasn't going to be like annoying, like Karen, like, can you quiet down? But the, the theater was packed in the first row. There was like 16 year olds who had like obviously gotten high and like went to the movies and were cracking up and running out of the theater every five seconds. And like, I guess I really am officially grown up because I was in the part of the section of the theater with everyone who was like so fucking annoyed. Like yeah. some guy actually said something to them. And like, if that was me when I was 16, I would be like, oh, these fucking loser old people. But it's like, no, bitch, shut up and sit down or leave. Yeah. Like I was actually about to go get the manager. Like that's how Karen I was feeling. Wow. They were being so annoying. It was a group of like 10 that's so teenage annoying. boys, hysterically laughing, whispering, getting up every five seconds, up, down, up, down, up, down. And they were in the first row, so everyone could see them. What were they doing when they were getting up? Like getting snacks? I think they were like getting snacks and they were also like excusing themselves because they couldn't stop laughing because mm. they were high. And like, normally I think things like that like make me feel nostalgic for my youth, but it just made me feel like I'm so glad I'm not a fucking teenager anymore. We're annoying and smelly and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Teenagers she, are ugly. She said what she said and it she was meant so it. Good. You have to see I it. I know. I, I'm, I really, really want to. Yeah. And I need to see all this. Like, yeah. I was like, even when I was really enjoying the movie, I was like, I wonder what's going on in the theater. They were playing at the same time. Oh. Like, I wonder what the people in Elvis are doing, you know? Yeah, maybe they were, Elvis is like a little bit more elevated, perhaps. There wouldn't have been teenagers. No, there wouldn't have. And you know me, like, if a movie's over 40 minutes, like, I can't watch it. It was two hours and 20 minutes, flew by. Look at you. So good. Like, I know I'm the last person on the planet, but like, right. you gotta see Top Gun. <laughs> people didn't need to be convinced. But I, I do think it. people come here for your critical takes. And the thing is, you are pretty critical. Like, Extremely. you walked out of Dear Arvin Hansen, the movie. Like, okay, you, that's, by the way, no, no, that's not I, critical. No, but you, like, you don't just like or love anything. No, so I walked out of loving, The Revenant. If you're loving something, yeah, it's worth taking note. I so walked out of Boss Baby. I think this Top Gun movie is going to be huge. Huge. I walked out of Boss Baby 2. I li- oh, I didn't see 2, but I liked 1. Me too. Enough to see 2 in theaters. Mm-hmm. I walked out of The Revenant. I walked out of Dear Evan Hansen. I've walked out of, like, probably, like, 19 out of 20 of the last movies I've seen. Damn. But that's always not, like, a testament to the movie more so to like my frame of mind and also my circumstance like if the chair is not comfortable the theater I went to doesn't have fountain soda they offer bottled I'm like what is this 1972 love bottled no No. and they have a fucking one of those big ass vending machines with the touch screen it's been broken like since before COVID I'm like girly get it together the the movie industry's back baby like let's go yeah 
thanks to Top Gun. Literally. It was so good. And like Miles Teller's just everything. And I ran to the bathroom for like 10 seconds and it was like one of those pees that like you don't even wash your hands. You just go so fast. Um, and it made me think about, <laughs> that's a thing. Nobody washes their hands when they go to the theaters and go pee. That's a thing. <laughs> like, I can't think of a place where you need to wash your hands more. No, of course, but you're missing the movie. And then movie. you're going to go back to your, like, hand, the snacks I didn't that you eat, eat with I your didn't hands. eat. I had dinner before. Oh, look at you. We went to Patsy's. Yum. Look at so you. so good. So I didn't eat, first of all, but I thought that was, like, a thing we were all doing, like, not washing our hands at the theater because, like, we want to run back to the movie. Like, I, when I wake up in the middle of the night to pee, I wash my hands. Like, so if I'm not washing that, my hands at the movie theater. That's fucking unhinged. No, like, now, because I don't wake up in the middle of the night a lot to pee. Maybe by the end of my pregnancy when I was, like, peeing twice in the night, I right. wasn't washing my hands. But still, like, I, my hands feel weird if I don't wash them. It's just, like, a mental thing. Agreed. At the movie theater, it's a physical thing. Okay, well... So I guess why that's where we differ. Keep that to yourself. For sure. Um, but it really made me think about Whiplash. Yeah. No, I can't. I honestly, like, I love Miles Teller so much. Like, I just can't go back down this road. Why? Because we always talk about Whiplash. Because you know what? He was really snubbed for an Oscar. It's mm -hmm. the most amazing movie. Like, I was just thinking about that while I was taking my Top Gun piss. And I was like, justice for Miles Teller. Oh, 100%. But it also makes me think about Footloose. But I do see that Footloose is getting its shine now because people are looking for more Miles Teller dancing content. content and there's literally like hours of it in Footloose that movement started on TikTok they were like girlies you're just waking up on Miles Teller now let me show you something let Footloose. me show you when he learned how to dance let me with show you that two little girls that movie montage of him it's the best movie montage ever it really it's it's up there it's mm -hmm. up there with you know what else is a really good movie montage the sweetest thing when they like lose their clothes and they're trying on like stuff oh yeah and she's like 27 28 with her yeah. boobs. Yeah. That's a good one. There's so many. So many. Did they have one in Top Gun? I feel like the whole movie was a montage, honestly. Like, it was just, like, hot men being hot. Oh, yeah. The movie montage that everyone's obsessed with is them playing, playing football on the beach. Right. And it's, it lived up to the hype, I can assure you that. And say what you want about Tom Cruise, like, the man's body is unique. In a good way. Sorry. Yeah, Tom Cruise is another one. He's aging quite beautifully. Yeah. What do you mean? I saw recent pictures of him and he looks the same. Yeah, no, he is. I know you can't say a nice thing about him because you're very embroiled in Scientology no, and I'm not. Because I have scruples. Damn. Are you accusing me of being, having no scruples? I'm not accusing you of being scrupulous. I'm just saying that's why I really can't. No, the, the difference is, is like you've watched all the Scientology shows and Leah Remini yes. and like you follow everything and I really haven't. So I'm sure if I got into it, I'd be singing a different tune. And there are also a lot of celebrities who are Scientologists who I don't feel like boycotting, but Tom Cruise is like the number one. And he's like a recruiter and he's the face of it. And, and he's the biggest donor. Honestly, it's like him and John Travolta. But like, I don't. I feel like you don't feel this way about John Travolta. Well, because he was in Hairspray and that will absolve you of all your sins. It's just because you're not a Tom Cruise girly in his body of work. Yeah, that's for sure the truth. But it's also because he is the numero uno. New, yeah. I he's would. like number one donor. He's literally like the president. He's like the founder. He's like that Ron Hubble guy. Like whoever I'm started the president it. of the company. <laughs> literally. Um, so that's my, that's Sandy Kenyon with the Eyewitness News Movie Minute. Yeah, you should go on Sandy Kenyon. Oh, uh, he wouldn't be ready for me. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I'd be like, shut up, Sandy. <laughs> Um, also, you read a lot this weekend, and we both read the same book, which was the book for the Redheads Girls with Bright Futures. I did. Episode drops first Thursday of July, but we are recording this week, so email your questions to the Redheads Book Club at gmail.com. I'm so excited that you read it, because I was reading it, and I was like, Claudia would like this book. It has all of the makings of a Claudia's choice. I have a couple thoughts. Sure. The first thought is that if you've read the book, and if you've ever seen Dance Moms, that annoying-ass mom, Kelly, is literally Kelly from Dance Moms. Like, I couldn't see it in your Hollywood review. Mention that on the podcast, please. Okay. Two, I did really like it. I've never read a redhead book when it was the month. I'm always like a year late because that's me like being so stubborn. 
thought it was great. A little too long for my liking, but still really, really good. I liked a lot of the characters. I liked the story. I liked the beat. Thank you. Um, and also, I thought it was really appropriate reading this weekend because it was like, not like a lot, but like abortion. Like it was like a part of it. So it just felt like relevant. Yes, I thought the same. So I thought it was a great weekend read and I really enjoyed it. I also read something else I just cannot remember. Oh, I read Mrs. Aris Goes to Paris. And? Be because when I went to see Top Gun, there was a trailer for this super cute little like French film. Not really, but like cute little film. And it said based on the book. And I was like, you know what? I should tell Jackie to read this book because the movie is so her. Like you would love it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me read it. And it was like 150 Why pages. Not Why not me? It was 150 oh, pages. That's why you read it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but then literally the second I bought it on the first page, it said like the copyright. It was literally written in 1976. And I was like, fuck. Book, like I just feel like English is different now. Like I wouldn't be able to understand it. It was, it was understandable, but it was so British. Like they kept calling her a charwoman. And did, what does that mean? Literally, I learned fifty. I literally I used the dictionary. Gorgeous. 50, after they used it fifty times, it means housekeeper, which I kind of assumed because the whole premise of the book is like it's this housekeeper who like cleans for really like fancy ladies, and she sees one of the ladies has a Dior dress, and she's obsessed and she makes it her life's mission to save enough money go to Paris and get herself a Dior dress and then you, like when she gets to Paris it's this whole wonderful adventure and everyone is so like obsessed with Mrs. Harris when they meet her she's like a special woman I that sounds amazing I know and then there was a sequel Mrs. Harris goes to Paris and then Mrs. Harris goes to New York and that one didn't rhyme so I was like wait what's the sequel how is it different from the first she goes to New York no oh okay sorry I thought you said the sequel was Mrs. Aris Goes to Paris. No, no, Mrs. Aris Goes to New York. And then I was like, I, I've delved into Yuck. like, an, yeah, and I've delved into like enough, you know, foreign literature for one day. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that recap. Gorgeous. A lot of content from you this weekend. Yeah, no. And that's what you get when you don't drink. Oh, and speaking of drinking, Jackie came into if the studio. If you're wondering why she's talking a mile a minute Literally. faster than ever in my, I think this ratio of words spoken is 80-20 so calm down. No, no, no. You're doing great. Okay. Um, so Jacqueline walked into the studio today with not one, but two travel mugs. Mug? Uh, cough. Travel cup. cup. Coughs. <laughs> travel cups. And she made me her signature coffee that she started making at home like only a couple weeks ago because she thinks I would like it. And I did have a sip of it over the weekend and it was good. And she made me one. And it's really good. You guys know I'm like very picky about coffee. So I'll just tell you what's in it in case you guys are trying to recreate at home. Drink along with your girls. It's really good. This is Starbucks iced coffee from the bottle with Coffee Mate hazelnut zero sugar and stevia. In the raw. So good. In the raw. I don't like regular stevia. You're a raw girl. You like oh. it, You like it raw. <laughs> So it's really good. Thank you, Jackie. That was very kind of you. Yeah, I just thought, you know, why not her? Why not? Why this coffee? Yeah, I know that you liked it and I had, I was running late anyway, so might as well make two. I was running late today too. You know what I did last night? I took melatonin. Mm, why? Because I'm just fucking done with not being able to sleep. Like, I don't think there's more hell on earth mm -hmm. than being up with your thoughts while your fucking husband is snoring. Like, it's not only are you like tortured by not being able to sleep, you're being taunted by the sound of his snoring yeah. at how good he's sleeping. I hate being left with my alo alone with my thoughts. I can never turn my brain off. At night is when I like turn into like worst case scenario. Everyone I love dying. My career ending. Like it's so painful to be alone with myself. Mm -hmm. You know what they call those? I just learned this word. Intrusive thoughts. Have you heard that? Yeah, girly. Welcome to the planet. We know what <laughs> intrusive thoughts are. But, I, but like that's thoughts, a new term. Yes, it is. But intrusive thoughts are also like crazy thoughts you have in your head. Like and sometimes I do. Like I'll pick up Michaela and I'm and, like I'm like should I throw her out the window? But like you never <laughs> would. <laughs> You never would, but it's like you think your mind goes to the craziest okay, place. That, okay, yeah. I'm never going to throw her, but it's like, what if I just, 
literally throw her in the bowl, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what an intrusive thought is. It's like okay. a fucking psychotic thing that comes in your brain <laughs> that you would never act on, but you're like, why am I thinking this? Okay. I learned that on TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, sometimes I do. I'm like, yeah, yeah, me I'm too. on the plane. I'm like, should I just run and scream bomb? Like, <laughs> because like that's, I don't know what the cause is. Intrusion. Intrusion, but it's like these crazy outlandish things in your brain. Okay. Although you would never like agree with them or act on them, they pop up and you can't control it. Okay, I that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But that's a relatively new term. I yes. hadn't heard it until like a few months ago because it's very, intrusive thoughts are very big in the postpartum world. Oh, are you having intrusive thoughts? Well, I, I feel like I've always had intrusive thoughts. And then I saw other people being like postpartum, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, having intrusive thoughts. And I saw it enough times to realize like bad thoughts that don't need to be there. Yeah, right. But like you can't control things that pop into your brain. They just do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, intrusive thoughts is a thing. And I definitely have them. Okay. Like wild ones. And I'm sure now if you didn't have them, you'll have them now because... That's what you get at the morning toast. Intrusive thoughts. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we also have dear, uh, no, not dear, unburden. unburden yourselves today, which is our Monday segment where you can write in and unburden yourself with something mortifying you did over the weekend. And we'll officially let that burden go for you. And we have some really funny ones today. So I'm excited to get into that. Can't wait. So I guess without further ado, let's get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda that tastes just like the sodas we grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients like aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. So they have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, which is classic grape. Obviously, I'm a vintage cola girly. I also do love a cherry vanilla soda or like a classic root beer because it reminds me of like when we used to eat at like like as a kid, like old Jewish delis. Like what was that place called? Woodrow's? Oh yeah. Like with the rye bread. Shout out. Yeah, like it's so, it's so Olipop, you know? Mm -hmm. So they use functional ingredients at Olipop that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. So if you've been looking for something like an alternative to soda, whether you want to just cut back or stop drinking soda altogether, Olipop is really, really helpful because it tastes so good and they're lower in sugar than conventional sodas. They only have two to five grams and they come from natural sources. So no sugar is added. Their vintage cola has two grams of sugar. Regular Coca-Cola has 39 grams of sugar. All the products, non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly. So receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. We recommend trying the variety pack. It's a great way to taste all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com toast or use code toast at checkout to claim the deal. It's drinkolipop, D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash toast. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Target, Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Publix. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bolin Branch. Bolin Branch uses the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth for superior softness and better night's sleep. Their sheets aren't just buttery and breathable and impossibly soft to start. They get softer with every wash. Bolin Branch's signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. That's what I have. I also have a lot of accessories. I have like a bunch of throw blankets the from them. The blanket. I also got, Zach, I actually have a little Bolin Branch content coming too soon, but I got Zach, um the Bull Branch robe for Father's Day and it was oh, such a good gift. I never got a, a robe from them. Yeah, and it's a great gift. It is. Everything from Bull and Branch is like premium. The packaging is stunning. I've had the sheets for years. I haven't even replaced them. I wash them once a week and they get 
softer with every wash. They're super breathable. I'm a very warm sleeper. And I find like when I'm not using my bowl and branch, I will wake up with a moist neck. And there's really nothing worse than that. No. You'll immediately feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets. They're 100% free from toxins, which means no pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. Their sheets fit the deepest of mattresses and are labeled with top and bottom tags, which is literally them doing the world, the Lord's work because if you've ever put on a fitted sheet backwards and like your brow is sweaty, you know how horrible that is. Mm. Bowl and Branch also is giving you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, code TOAST. Great. Okay, our first story. Masked Kanye West makes a surprise appearance at the BET Awards to honor Diddy. So Kanye put an end to his hiatus with a surprise appearance at Sunday's 2022 BET Awards, presenting Sean Diddy Combs with a Lifetime Achievement Award. The rapper stunned the audience. Oh, I, he doesn't like when he's called the rapper, remember? Oh, what does he like to be called? Genius? Yeah, we're like rapper, designer, architect. Artist. Yeah, artist. Stun the thinker. Stun the audience when he walked on stage, his face completely covered by a hat, sunglasses, and a mask. After calling the bad boy's record creator a king, he described going to Diddy for advice over the years. He said, quote, he inspires so many of my choices, so many of my life choices, my wife's choices. Thanks for that, Puff. Uh, I guess technically it's still a hiatus if like nobody saw his face, you know? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, he said, went on to address his little hiatus saying, I said, I just want to declare myself legally dead for a year. I just want to be off the grid. Puff is pretty persistent, but I had to think, bro, it's like people get amnesia. So you know what? I actually like have a lot of respect for the fact that he's like going to take a whole year off. I think it would be really good for him. But he's like still, you know a good friend and like shows up for for Diddy. I think he was getting like some big lifetime achievement award. Yes. The BET awards were last night. There was like a lot of news coming out. Jack Harlow was like wearing an outfit like in support of Lil Nas X who has been like snubbed for awards, which is really weird. Oh, I didn't realize he was snubbed. I did see his outfit. And uh, Juicy Smollier was in attendance at the BET awards, which is so weird. Yeah. And like confusing Mm -hmm. so people were weirded out and confused by that and I think whoever the host was was making like comments about it I mean it's literally like an elephant in the room how could you not address that he was there right weirdness but um nice to see Kanye out and about I really hope he's doing well like I totally we were inundated with like Kanye content for so long it always goes that way and then we got like fatigued by it and then I like kind of forgot about him so I honestly am just really wishing him well like Mm -hmm take a minute, relax, be with your family, focus on work. And I really do love that for him. And I'm yeah. just always, always wanting the best for him. But also like support your friends. Of course. You know, make sure to take time from your hiatus to support your friends. A hundred percent. Which is what he's doing. 100%. So that's what he should be doing. Yeah. Taking time. And like I do, fe- I honestly. Because got pe- really crazy. And I think people are like, what's with the mask? But like, I kind of get it. Like. Well, I, I like what you said, you know, because he's still on, if he, we don't see him, is he still on his hiatus? But even before he went on hiatus, like that was his, his thing. St- fashion statement. So I think it's a fashion statement. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with what I said. But I like the artistic angle that you took. Well, I'm an artist and I like to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly making. That's you. I'm making it in my bed. I'm making it in my pants. No. I'm making it in my toilet. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I make wherever I go. You make on that couch all, all day the time. long. All the time. Damn. I make on stage. You do. But you gotta come see me. <laughs> 
Okay, ready for our next story? Yeah. Because Jesse James Decker is opening up about struggling with a cycle of obsessive weight loss and also just a mental health struggle in general. So Jesse James Decker posted on her Instagram on Thursday talking about her cycle of obsessive weight fluctuation. She said, quote, I've been battling some body image issues. And when I really think about it, I probably always have. I go from one extreme to being obsessed with working out and being muscular to thin and just giving up and gaining because the food makes me feel better. She also talked about how her mental health has been suffering and sometimes all she can do is break down and cry. She also talked about uh, a Reddit thread about herself and her family that has really hurt her. It's not even so much a thread as like a, a, a sub community that like yeah. literally has a thousand posts like all the time going about because she has like family drama. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, they're all like mini influencers. So and I think her brother like talks about it publicly a lot, which is, I think, feeding the beast because mm-hmm. she doesn't really address it. Her, her and her mom do not talk to her brother right. and his wife. Yeah. But they are also influencers, so people see, like, all the things that they're not doing together. No, and, like, I think, I definitely think, like, Reddit culture has gotten so out of control, like, but that's, like, the point of Reddit. Like, a free forum where everyone can talk, like, great. No, but then why are only the mean people there? Right, like, where are the nice Reddit forums? Right. Maybe they're they're there, but I've just never um, been spoken about on them. So I saw her post, I follow her, and I was really, really surprised to see this because I always just thought, you know, it's so crazy how Instagram is so not the truth. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, her life looks so charmed. I know, especially on her reality show, like... Yeah, and everybody loves her so much. And she's someone who, like, got famous from her show and then became an influencer and, like, just stayed famous forever. And, like, she now she has kittenish and, mm-hmm. like, she d- even did, like, another show and she has, like, a wonderful family and a wonderful husband. And, and you only see that, but, like, you don't see someone's internal struggles and it's so easy to think like oh she doesn't care about the haters like look at all the good but that's how much hate she receives that like not only does it affect her in her daily life but she's gotten to a point where she actually is now having to talk about it because it's affecting her so much you know she's like a rare breed of influencer fused with celebrity like she's really a traditional celebrity but like I think she would make she makes her money as an influencer Mm -hmm. so she has like all the eyes of a celebrity with like the toxic fandom of an influencer and I think it's like and I don't think I think she's probably one of the most talked about people on the internet for that reason alone it's not even about followers or level of fame she's just in this unique place that like lends her to have like one of the worst audiences you know yeah and I always just thought people loved her so much because people no, I loved know, them no. from the show. But it's been years that like she, her read, it has a lot to do with her family drama. Like it got people hooked and obsessed. And she has been like one of the most talked about Reddit thread, like influencer deep dive that people are obsessed with. Like for years. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, she talked about how her career in country music is you know, another source of her anxiety, anxiety and because she's not where she wants to be. And she feels like she'll never be respected by the industry because she's an influencer. And like, why isn't her music taken seriously? Okay. I will say, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think country music, especially recently has like really embraced like the, especially on TikTok, like Priscilla Block is literally a TikToker who hosted like the CMA red carpet. I know you don't know her yet, but like okay. I follow her and like, she gets so many opportunities. All these new country artists have been discovered on TikTok. I, I watch all their TikToks. They went to CMA Fest and played at the Spotify Lounge. Yeah, I don't think country music is anti-digital. I think they're anti-Jesse James Decker. Well, I think like a couple years ago, she made a stink that like the CMT or CMA Awards did women in country with like Carrie Underwood, Maren Morris, Kelsey Ballerini. And she made a whole stink on social media about how she was excluded from it. And it's like, 
you can't be excluded for something you weren't eligible for. Yeah. So, like, I think there's been, like, a sense of entitlement when it comes to her music career. And I I don't think she releases that much music. She does have a new song out that's, like, extremely good. I, she doesn't release that much music, but, like, her music is very good. And she's and, a good and singer. And she's very talented. So yeah. I really don't... And she's very famous, and people want to go to her shows. And she, like, does her tours and whatever, like, but just sort of, like, operates in a vacuum. And, like, why hasn't she been embraced by country music like it's not because she's not not talented I, it kind of gives the vibe when I watch like her music videos and whatever like that she doesn't have a label like yeah like she's doing it all independently and that's what being an independent artist is and I don't know for a fact if she has a label or not but like she gives the vibe of an independent artist yes who has like a following but doesn't get embraced by mainstream country or mainstream pop or whatever the genre is yeah so I don't know if what what like the machine behind her is but it feels like she has no machine Right, she's the machine. But I'm yeah. sure, like, the machine gets tired, and that's where she's coming to with this post. So it's like she's opening up about her mental health issues, her body image issues, and also, like, that is something that the people are always talking about, like, how she looks and her size. Which like, is so stupid because, like, literally name someone more stunning. No, but, like, even if she wasn't, like, it's so twisted the way that people talk about her. And I know. it really, like, affects... It affects her behavior. Yeah. So she's just like coming clean with all of this and saying like she. Good for she, her. She said, "quote I feel like I only I try to only post the good sometimes, but I think being open and honest will help me heal through this. I know I'm not alone, and I wanted you to know you're not alone too. I'm working through it and navigating daily on how to heal. Because I'm sure also the pressure to only post the good just makes, makes it the worse. bad you know more obvious to her like all the things that she's hiding. So if she can just be honest now and be like, yes, there's so much good, but also this is what I'm actually going through. I think we'll take a lot of pressure off of her. Yeah, I mean, this has been going on with her for years. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like back in the breath days, like people were like sharing like her Reddit thread. Like it's exhausting and it's also so weird. And I guess this is just like a product of being a public persona but it's one that I don't fucking subscribe to like people talking about your family like it's literally disgusting yeah and I just I, I think like reddit culture has gotten so out of control and like these sub communities where people talk about influencers is particularly damaging because like first of all there's not sub communities where people talk about like celebrities that deeply because celebrities have afforded themselves a level of privacy because they have so much money and they don't have to go out and work and make content every day they can live off of their success for a year and not post and not even be forward facing yeah so it's like influencers have all like the negatives of celebrity and really not as much of the positives like you don't make nearly as much money as an influencer as an influencer you can't afford round the clock security but your fucking address is being posted on reddit threads like it's actually really fucked up yeah like so like being a celebrity is like awesome and being an influencer is like a thankless fucking torturous job it really is but also another element is like people think it's the easiest job in the world and like and oh people I think that you make more money than you do no and it's like they think like oh I can do that and you know sit around in my house all day right. and like just post an ad and that's the job yeah they think no, you don't you do literally anything have to open up yourself to so to much so much scrutiny and like it's such a battle and if there's like one or two things in your life that you want to keep private no no nope. no bitch we're gonna write an article about it like it's low-key one of the worst fucking jobs um but I think people would say like when you ask kids these days what they want to be they want to be an influencer no girl it's so taxing nope. and like you have nope. to be active on social media and like know what people are saying about you in order to like efficiently do your job where it's like if you're disliked as a celebrity like you don't even have a phone like if people do that for you right. like you can disassociate from the audience whereas an influencer you cannot like yeah in order to effectively keep doing your job and paying your bills like you have to be in it and it's so 
fucking bad for your mental health. And you don't just, you're not afforded the same liberties and like respect and privacy that traditional celebrities are. And traditional celebrities don't care that like there's a page six, oh, look her house and it has her address on it because they literally live in like gated communities with round the clock surveillance and security guards for their kids. And celebrity uh, influencers don't have that. Yeah. But like their addresses are constantly being posted mm -hmm. in like Facebook groups. It's so fucked up. Yeah. And like if you find yourself in a position like sharing an influencer's address, I mean like, this is public information. It's you need help. Like you need to seriously <laughs> get the fuck off the internet. Like if you want to find a way to justify putting up someone's address on a public forum, especially if that person has kids, like you're sick. You're literally twisted and not okay. And like you need to seriously seek help. Yeah. I can't believe this is the way the conversation's going, but justice for influencers? Question justice mark? for no, I'm um, by the way, and there's like a huge anti-influencer movement on TikTok specifically. Rut row. And it's just, I, I don't agree with it at what, all. What, is the, what are their points? And by the way, there's like horrible influencers for sure, but there's horrible people in every fucking field. There's horrible accountants, okay? Like, <laughs> so when did that become like accountants are the worst, you know? Right. But Down they, with accountants. Yeah. And like this overall just like hatred of influencers, I think is deeply rooted in jealousy for sure because like to be an influencer you have to be a successful influencer you have to be like charismatic you have to have something you have to be funny you have to be interesting you have to be beautiful like you have to be something and as we've stated like you show the highlight reel of your life so like you a lay person just looks at that and it's like their life is perfect and that inspires jealousy but they also don't see all the negative things right. because that's not the job no and then if you do open yourself up to the hard parts of the job you're ungrateful you're complaining it's like Oh, okay, I'll go back to being miserable and only showing the highlights and being accused of glorifying my life. Right. It's literally the worst job. Like, and I feel like you and I have definitely like had private conversations about how like we've definitely tried to like be influencery less. Yeah. More of like podcaster, comedian, book club, mom. Like, because the typical influencer, like swipe up, swipe up, and that's like your whole life is so toxic and it's so draining. And like in order to be a successful, like content creator and like your whole job is content on Instagram TikTok like you have to be extremely strong which most people are not because they're so young too right they're getting younger and younger right and like you're just forced to like read these horrible things about you and like people you love and care about like it's really fucked up yeah damn and you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't like I saw I'm not gonna name because I, I like her she like was just people someone was like why haven't you posted anything Roe v Wade and she's like first of all shut up Second of all, like I literally have, that's the other thing. Like even with me, like I posted a couple things and like the second they expired, so disappointed. Oh yeah. Shut up. Like, sorry, you're not active on social media. Like I've literally posted throughout the weekend. They literally just expired. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Give me one fucking second. No, but like it's so, it's so cra like crazy that people absolutely need every single influencer to post the same thing that like is meaningless is meaningless it's it's not indicative of like real action or real change and it's like i would feel better knowing my influencer i follow did nothing but called their local representative and i didn't know about it right and posting some fake ass canva pro graphic like it's so disingenuous but we as a culture we become obsessed with keeping tally yeah okay this no, person must care more than this person because they posted also, three times but they only posted once it's also weird how the mob only cares about select things like and ignores 99% of like other egregious things that happen every single day. But if you didn't talk about these five things at the, the You're day. You're labeled X. Yeah. The day we decided you needed to talk about them. It's yeah. like, what? That's not how the world works. That's also just not how like discourse and human beings work. Like, and I feel like when you're in it, you're like, well, of course I have to post about it. Otherwise people will think I think this. Yeah. But I feel like in the last year I've, I've kind of like taken a step back from Instagram culture. You definitely have. And now I see it and I'm like, this is You see so, it from the Big Bang. I see it from the Big Bang theory and I'm like, 
this is so crazy the way that everybody feels this pressure and this need to like post about just certain things not it's not even about like injustice necessarily because there are so many injustices all the time and like they can have like hold this one I don't want to like get specific but like, it's like selective outrage select thank you yes I agree and like if only the internet like whatever I'm not even gonna go down that road all I was gonna say <laughs> was the lesson here is like just like chill the fuck out on your local influencer like they're probably not doing okay and it's probably because of you <laughs> so like just chill out this whole like like it's it's like a joke now like influencer it's like shut up first of all it doesn't surprise me like influencer is like a 95% female dominated business so it's like we're obviously just hating women because like mm -hmm. they're smart and successful and building businesses for themselves and putting their kids through school by your stupid motherfucking affiliate links so shut up and like just shut up Period. Like, shut up. If you find, like, yourself constantly engaging in anti-influencer sentiment, like, you're jealous and you're a loser. Yeah. And this is not me defending, like, the, there's bad influencers, for sure. But there's bad people everywhere. So, like, let's just not even do that. Totally. Okay. I don't know how we got here, but the lesson is justice for um, Jesse James. Like, yeah. she's never hurt anyone. Like, leave her alone. Seriously. She's just a girl trying to be a singer. And as a fellow girl trying to be a singer, like, I relate. Yeah, like, you didn't get mainstream support for your songs. It's disgusting. And imagine if you were putting out songs all the time and, like, you really couldn't get... And, like, Arrested. It's number one on iTunes. But, like, why doesn't anyone care? Like, this is proof. No, it's true. I will say, I went through, like, a a stage in my life that I often forget about where I was obsessed with Jesse and Eric Decker was during their show. Like their wedding photo was my Facebook cover photo. No, and like when she sang to him at their wedding, like I thought that was stunning. Now like people make fun of it. Oh, that's yeah. so mean. People are so fucking mean. I thought that was like the most beautiful. Like it used to make me cry, I think. Um, what is her like song? Like the one that like when she was, cause when she's, she, before, she was a reality show star, but before that she was like okay, an up and coming. I look so good without you. I look so good without you. No, that's Got not it. Got me a new hairdo. Is it feel? Oh, that's fresh good. Yeah, brand new. Since you said that we've been through, you know that one. And also, I wear in my blue jeans, say in my blue jeans. Is it rap? <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought it's she was a country blue artist. Jeans, and it's also in the Confessions of a Shopaholic movie. No, but what's no, like but the one like? Hold on, just give me a second. I know like nobody cares, but just give me one second because the it's one is me now. I look so good without you. I really, oh, is it? I really believe. But oh, the new one that she just came out with that I see on TikTok is really good. Should have known better than a break my heart. Actually, when she no first one, came out with that. I think to get more into Jesse James. I could not get it out of my head. Should have known better than a break. Wanted. My heart. Oh yeah, only one be wanted by you. Yeah, it was giving I'm like watching. it was giving Jessica Simpson. Like yeah, no, they're very similar. Oh my, she also has an Old Town Road version. Yeah, I just saw that. Okay, we'll have to get into her catalog later. Um, but yeah, like just back off of it. Back off of the everyone. Like everyone is just doing their best. Like back off. Yeah. And if you ever, like I just can't stress this enough. If you ever find yourself on like a Reddit or like forum, like bashing people, like you're not okay. Put the phone down. Put the phone also, down. Go, I, go for a run. I feel like no, I should. Don't go for a run. <laughs> Sorry, like go have a snack. <laughs> um, I should say again, like if you don't like how people are using their platform. Build your own. Or, it's so simple. Or just like quietly oh, disengage. Quiet. Yeah, no, but like, you can't. Some people can't. No, it's not an airport. Like your departure does not need to be announced. Like just go. Damn. I didn't make that up. That's like a common phrase. I can't. I never heard it. So oh. to me, it's like I thought Claudia's it was spitting. I thought facts. it was so poignant. It's like this isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Like we don't care. Leave. <laughs> go. Go to sleep. You're crazy. <laughs> this coffee's so good. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a coffee every day now. Yeah, or we could just like get it here. Oh, and actually we could because we have a fridge and we don't need any but machines. we don't have an ice machine. <gasps> we should get a crushed ice machine. We should. Prime Day's coming up. Okay. And it's like, it's expensive. We should wait for it to go on sale. Okay. 
Great idea. Great down. idea. I would love that. Are you ready for our next story, which is some amazing news mm. that I think just you and I care about. Which story is it? Number? Number three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Jesse James like took up all this time. Yeah. Um, just some positive news that I think you and I care about. Hopefully some other people do. But Lillian Harrison is pregnant, expecting her first baby with Peter Facinelli. Right. We didn't care till the end. Um, obsessed. Like, obsessed. Obsessed. The fact that there's a woman out there who is married to and carrying the child of Peter Facinelli fills me with rage, jealousy, but also joy that he has found love in his life and he's going to be a dad. And we're going to have like little Facinellis running around. It's too much. Lil Fach. Lil Fach. If you don't know who Peter Facinelli is, um... What are you doing? He is, educate yourself. Educate yourself. Do better. He is the actor who plays Carlisle. Um, Cullen. Cullen. Oh, my God. Thank Dr. you. Dr. Carlisle. Dr. Cullen from Twilight. And he's literally the hottest man alive. And, like, you wouldn't know it from his, like, you know, prosthetics and, like, hair and makeup in Twilight. But he's so fucking hot. And I was recently on the Twilight podcast, um, like, literally talking. Did the episode come out? It did. We obviously. never needed to listen to it because you it. told us everything that happened on the show. Obviously, you didn't watch it. Um, yeah, <laughs> of the Twilight effect, it's called. And they were telling me, like, we love Peter. And they were like, Pete. And I was like, what I would do to, like, be on a nickname basis with Peter Facinelli. I mean, technically, we are on a nickname basis with Peter Facinelli because we call him Lil Fudge. <laughs> but it's too... And also, I think our obsession with him is just his last name because, like, Dr. Facemin, Dr. Facinelli. Yeah. Also, our obsession with him was, like, finding out that Dr. Carlisle Cullen is, like, the number one richest fictional character, according to Forbes. And then he did, like, this stripped-down shoot in the middle of COVID talking about his COVID weight loss. And I It think was the hottest mo- thing I'd ever seen. For most people, like, COVID didn't go that way. It, no. it went the other way. And it was really gorgeous. And it just reinvigorated. Plus, we had been like rewatching Twilight and Dr. Carlisle and like that scene in the last one when Edward don't, is like, "Don't, don't spoil it in case it's like the." At, and I also like, don't want to make this episode too emotional. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it is the biggest twist. Oh no, that's not what I was gonna say. Oh. Sorry. Not Thank that. you for this life you've given us. Yeah. I know. Thank you for this extraordinary life. Like, oh my God, stop. I'm actually going to cry. I can. That's like up there with Paddington saying, thanking the queen. It's also up there with literally my favorite line in Twilight history, his vows. Right. No amount of time will ever be enough with you. But let's start with forever. Gorgeous. Because they're literally vampires who live forever. But everyone else is like, oh, forever. It's forever. So cute. Also, we're just obsessed with Twilight. So, like, that's where the obsession is. We don't have to justify why we want to talk about. No, but we do have, like, like hundreds of thousands of new listeners here from TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't make it through the first part of this episode. Maybe they're still not here. But um, I just feel like I feel the need to explain myself. Yeah. And also, I think, like, Peter Facinelli and Dr. Cullen is a character that the older you get, the more you appreciate. Mm. Like, I don't even think I really registered him when I first saw Twilight at the age of, like, 18. Of course. But now as, like, a grown woman... I recognize and respect the businessman Bo. That's a part of growing up is realizing, you know, the older characters in your favorite things actually were where it was at. A hundred percent. And then like, even like, I'm sure if I went back and watched like Sleepover when I was a kid, I'm like, I was just Jane thinking. Lynch is so annoying. And I'm like, actually, no, she's fucking right. You guys are literally 12 years old. Stay the fuck in your room. Stay home. And yeah, she needs a night out at the club with her girlies. Yeah, no. And it's like, oh, you're going to go to a club and drive around. You guys are literally 14. Right. Why do you, why should you be in the club if she shouldn't? Right. And it's like, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh my God, ew, her mom's in a club. And now I'm like, yeah, mom, get it. A hundred percent. That's growing up. And like, like, get you a man who spends all night fixing the water filtration system and installing Jeff some Garland. fresh water. That's some of his best work. Yeah. That's so good. Perspective. And Evan, Pe- Evan Peters. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Life is about perspective, I would say. Yeah, and if you just look at everything from the lens of the Big Bang Theory, nothing matters. And that's... Take such a weight it's off... It's freeing. Yeah. hmm Yeah. 
Are you ready for our next story, which is some exciting athletic news? Is it the exciting athletic news that's brought to you by Modern Fertility? Yes. What if I told you you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving home? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get all your personalized results within 10 days. So you'll get insights into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, and tons of other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, and we have a code for you guys. If you use code TOAST, you get $20 off, so that's $139. If you have an HSA or an FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility, and right now Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, modernfertility.com slash toast. Thank you. Our exciting athletic news, the next generation of Lakers are here. The Lakers have signed Scottie Pippen and Shaq's sons, Scottie Pippen Jr. and Sharif O'Neal. Obsessed. Obsessed. The LA Lakers have signed Sharif O'Neal and Scottie Pippen Jr. to two-way contracts with the team. Sharif is the son of Shaq, whose jersey was retired by the LA organization in 2013. He will play for the Purple and Gold during next next month's Summer League. And Larsa Pippen's son, also known as Scottie Pippen's son, will also play for... Uh, the Lakers as well. Larsa posted to Instagram about the exciting news for Scottie Pippen Jr. Kim Kardashian commented. Huge. 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 Let me say how obsessed with this I am because like I love like a like a father son like I do love a nepotistic moment Mm -hmm. but also like in the NBA like you can't just really get on a team for being someone's son like you have to also be extremely talented and so I like that they're starting in the summer league starting at the bottom so it's like they're really going to earn their spots while also being like legacy players like I just I love everything about this story especially the Kim of it all yeah and that they're playing together and they're playing for like their dad's teams and that like Larsa Scottie Pippen oh wait he was Chicago yeah and then I think Miami, no, or he just lived there. No, yeah, he's Scottie so Pippen's like Chicago. a Michael Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not a Laker girly. No, okay, cool. But the Lakers are a very cool team. One totally premium. Coolest. Very, honestly, like kind of the most premium. Yeah, I mean, I don't what think everyone like not from a basketball perspective, but more from like a branding perspective. And now they play at the Crypto Stadium. It's less cool. It was much cooler when it was a Staples Center. Yeah, no, but, but like, like, what would Kobe, you say is the coolest basketball team if um, you could go anywhere as a player? Yeah, like Lakers. Yeah. But I think it's different for everyone. Like, I think, like, as a player, the dream would be, like, to play forever in your hometown, like, where your family is. Like, not have to pick up and move every year, you know? Yeah. No, but for some players, like, they want to go to L.A. They want to go to Miami. They want right. to come to New York. No, they don't really. want to come to New York. They, they can't get on the Knicks. Oh, my God. Me and Ben they were walking interested. to the movies, and this guy walked past us, like, kind of cutie. And Ben was, like, looking at me. I'm like, yeah, he was hot, right? Oh and God. Ben's like, no, that's... I had no idea, but like a new player on the Knicks. And like Ben Ben was like shook. I'm like, come, let's go. Like, let me just I'm sure he gets it all the time. Like, let's just he was literally right behind us. I'm like, let's just go take a picture. He was like, no, and he just stood there and stood stared at him for 15 minutes. Oh my god, what if Ben had spoken to me, he would have used his charms and Ben would be on the starting five of the Knicks. Literally, or at least like courtside seats. Like Ben would have shown him that three-pointer he scored at the charity tournament. Ben never gets like shook shook or like starstruck, and he's always the one being like, Claudia, just go, like, go talk to this person. And I was so surprised to see him, like, actually, like, quaking. I'm like, just go. Like, he, first of all, he's in New York. He was literally standing outside Bloomingdale's. Like, tourists, he probably gets it 55 times a day. Like, who cares? Go. Then you would have gotten a picture for life. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, stop being such a weenie. 
Ben would have had a friend for life if he just went and said hi. The, That's the benefit. The benefit. Anyways, this is very cute and sweet. It is. And Kim's commenting on Larsa's things. This is good news for Kim Larsa relations. What do we think this means? And it actually kind of validates what Larsa was saying. Like, we're not not friends, but we're just like not as close as we were. And like, yeah. this is what you do for someone who you're not super close with, like who maybe like had a milestone on Instagram and you like share, you like write mazel or like. Right, right. But you don't do that for your sworn enemy. No, and but for your best best friend, you're like, oh my fucking god! I knew this day would come. I've been holding this in forever. No, like, and we know they're not best best friends anymore, right. but they're not sworn enemies. They're not not speaking. And as Larsa like always said, like our kids are friends, and like this just proves that like they are in decent terms. And Larsa wasn't lying on Real Housewives Larsa of Miami. Larsa doesn't lie. No, I agree, and I'm really happy for her. Like, yeah, you could tell her kids are like her greatest joy in life. Yeah, very I, mean, I think cool. everyone's, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool news. Cool athletic news. Our fifth and final story is something so crazy, and I absolutely need to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Amazon has revealed that Alexa could soon imitate voices of people's dead loved ones. Amazon is experimenting with a new feature that will allow its Alexa voice assistant to mimic the voice of other people, including the voices of people who have died. The vice, Rohit Prasad, the vice president and head scientist for Alexa Artificial Intelligence, spoke about the relationship between consumers and their virtual assistants during Amazon's Mars conference in El Las Vegas on Wednesday. Quote, one thing that surprised me the most about Alexa is the companionship relationship we have with it. In this companionship role, human attributes of empathy and effect are key to building trust. These attributes have become even more important during these times of the ongoing pandemic when so many of us have lost somebody we love. Then they showed a video of a boy asking Alexa to read a bedtime story using his grandmother's voice. In the example, Alexa registered the request and switched to the grandmother's voice before reading the story. As you saw in this experience, instead of Alexa's voice reading the book, it's the kid's grandma's voice. While AI can't eliminate that pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last. I don't have like a visceral reaction yet. I think we need to like talk it through a little bit before I decide where I land. Okay. Because part of me is like, oh, that's cool. Like kind when of, it's grandma reading a bedtime story, like how could you, you know, hate it, hate that. And it makes me think of like the hologram Kanye did and like how overwhelmed the girls were. Um, so part of me is like, yeah. But then part of me is like, this is fucking weird. And like, you know, certain things in life are guaranteed. Death and grief is one of those things. And so... I to really circumvent well here's the thing I think the idea that you know if if someone had like a recording of grandma saying reading their favorite book and they could play it to their grandkid like that's really nice but I think the idea that the artificial intelligence is mimicking human beings and then also like talking about AI being like empathetic no, like I'm good like no, Alexa just tell me the fucking weather no I agree like I'm leaning towards like this being weird just because it's like AI doesn't need to be so up in our business. Yeah, and like, I don't know, there's something weird about manufactured, like, emotion, you know? And, and it's not going to stop at bedtime stories. No, and like, the con the example they gave is like the perfect example. So sweet. But like, that's not what I would be using it for. Like, I, I don't know, it just kind of fucking weirds me out, and I can't really explain why. It weirds me out. I don't have a rhyme or a reason, I just think it's fucking weird. Yeah, I just think AI, like, doesn't need to be your grandmother. Yeah, and like... I don't know, like, missing your grandmother is part of the human condition, you and know? do you have Gran's consent to use her voice and likeness? 100%. Gran's going to sue you from the grave. Yeah, it's just, like, twisted. Like, let Gran rest. Yeah, I don't know. It's She's just, read enough bedtime stories. It's true. She's exhausted. It just weirds me out. And, like, I don't really see the benefit, aside from this little one example. They, right. They must have thought for hours about the perfect example. About the best perfect example. Because I can't argue with that. Right, of course. But he I misses still, his grandmother. But I still think the concept is fucking She's weird. She's here in spirit. It's creepy. Yeah. And honestly, like, obviously, I lost my dad at a young age. I haven't heard his voice in literally 
14 years, I don't think I want Alexa to show it to me. Right, and it's like, grief is very, you know, finite. Yeah. And to add these layers of grief where it's like, okay, you're not here and I miss you, but I can still hear your voice and like, you're speaking to me, but Alexa's writing it, but she is going based on your personality because she's AI and she has empathy now. It's like, this is too confusing. Just let the man rest. Yeah, I do see why they thought this was a good idea because I know a lot of people like, will call the voicemail of a loved one to hear their voice. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, actually, this is so weird. The other day, I have this app that's literally the best app ever, and I'm not telling you the name because like, I don't want people to know my secret, um, that you can plug in a phone number and they'll literally tell you who it belongs to. So I plugged in our dad's cell phone number and like it's been reassigned. Oh. Isn't that sad? Yeah, but it's a good number. So I know. It. But like, I was thinking of calling it, like just being like, what's up? That would be... But then I checked first and it like, wasn't registered to... Michael Oshry. Damn. Yeah. So that was sad. But um, I don't think I'll be using the service. And I'm okay. Thank you. Amazon's like already like a little too. Literally my doorbell rang. Do you use Alexa? Do you have one? Yeah. I have um, the one with the screen. I think it's in, it's not an Echo. It's a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge. But that one doesn't talk. Yeah, of course right? she does. Oh, she does. You can play games with her. Um, I use it. It's in my bathroom and it plays music when I shower. But it also tracks my Amazon. So literally my doorbell rang. And I could tell, like, based on the doorbell ring, if I need to get up for it or if, or if I don't. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, because also, did you order something that was supposed to be imminent? Like, no, like, I can hear the service door open and close. So, like, when the doorbell rings and then the service door closes, I know they just dropped off a package and I don't have to get up. Mm -hmm. But if I don't hear that door, I know they're waiting. And, of course, I'm going to go get up. But literally, so they drop the package, doorbell rings, and then Alexa's like, your Amazon delivery has been delivered. Damn. It was fucking creepy. Like, and but that was, also shows very good building efficiency. Yeah, so I just feel like Amazon's like really up my ass. Like, I don't think I need them in my grief. You know? Yeah. I think I'm gonna. Draw I don't the need line. them in the grave. Yeah, and you know me. Like, I will sell my soul to Amazon just to get something slightly more conveniently. This, I'm not into. Yeah. No. A hair too far. Amazon. So those were the fast five stories, and I definitely feel as though you needed to know every single one of them. Yeah. And now we're going to dive into Unburden Yourselves, which is our uh, advice segment. Every Monday, you can write us, unburdenyourselves at gmail.com. We'll keep it anonymous when you tell us something embarrassing you did that's like weighing on you, you of know? Of course. And we just try to help you work through it and let it go. Mm -hmm. So Unburden Yourselves is brought to you by The Green Pet Shop. If you're like us and you talk about your pets as if they're human beings, hashtag LARP. Summer <laughs> is officially here and the risks of heat stroke in our pets is hot, humid weather, I'm sorry. I'm starting again. I, I bought this. Okay, but make sure to include hashtag LARP again. If you're like us and you talk about your pets as if they're human beings, hashtag LARPing, and you treat them as your children, listen up. Summer's officially here and the risk of heat stroke in our pets in hot, humid weather is treacherous and terrifying. Mm. So the Green Pet Shop's patented and award-winning cool pet pad is a self-activated gel. It's a gel cooling mat that keeps your pet cool for hours. It's pressure activated so once your dog or cat lays on the pad, they start feeling the cooling effects instantly. Ooh. Plus, these mats are eco-friendly. They have no water, no refrigeration, and no electricity needed. You just grab it and go. So my mother-in-law's always sending me like little articles like to beware of Theo's... Um, paw pads on the hot concrete in the city um and she's totally right it's like a thing people don't think about because obviously you maybe put your dogs in shoes during the winter but it's just as dangerous in the summer and especially with us going away for this weekend the dogs are going to be spending so much time outside and we just leave them outside and they lay and it's so much better for the dogs like water we give them ice cubes but there's more that you can be doing especially for their feet 
You can add a fashion flair to your order with a pink or a gray cover for your cooling mat and a pack of Pui Vuitton Eco Waste Bags. <laughs> Pui Vuitton are the thickest, strongest, and most stylist eco waste bags on the market. They're made from cornstarch instead of plastic, and you and your dog are doing your part to protect the planet. Pui Vuitton, the number one bag for number two. To shop the cool pet pad and the Pui Vuitton Eco Waste Bags, use code TOAST for 20% off at thegreenpetshop.com. That's code TOAST at thegreenpetshop.com. I have the Pui Vuitton. So They're so cute. And Bruce, like, won't shit in anything else. I believe He's this like, is... He's, like, not designer, not interested. I believe this is a toaster-owned brand because at my Chicago meet and greet, they gave me, like, a lifetime supply of Pui Vuitton bags. Love that. All right, ready to unburden? Yes. Hey, Jackson Claude. Hi. I need to unburden myself big time. I'm a nurse practitioner and work with some really sweet older adults I see on a weekly basis. I recently had a baby, and of course, when I came back to work after maternity leave, all my patients wanted me to show them pictures of my precious new baby. I was showing a sweet older man some oh recent God. photos. Oh, God. What'd and, you do? And was swiping through and accidentally swiped to an up-close breastfeeding photo. Oh, Forgive yourself. My entire boob was out and I immediately snatched my phone away, but I know he saw. I turned bright red and just stuttered and left the room. I'm mortified. How can I ever face this man again? Sincerely, a girl who never is going to show a picture of herself at work again. Okay. Like, you need to forgive yourself because if you're a breastfeeding mama, like, you realize that a tit isn't even, like, a sexual organ. It's just a thing that makes milk and there's, like, nothing. Nothing weird about it. Yeah, like, you're just showing, like, your stove. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) Like, you showed a picture of your microwave. The fridge. (laughs) It's literally a fridge. <laughs> no, and the benefit, I guess, of you working with older people is like they're not immature, like booby. Like if they're old, they maybe had kids, like they saw their wife breastfeed, like they're more mature. I don't think this is a big deal at all. Yeah, like as you have so much more on your plate. Like, and you're a nurse, like you know bodies. Like it's really not a big deal. Just forgive yourself, move on. I'm sure this man, old man, is understanding. I thought it was going to be, you know, like a penis picture or something. But like, no, you probably like had to send a picture to your doctor, like, you can't worry about this. No. And, and nor should you. Also, another benefit of working with the senile is that they're so forgetful. So <laughs> tomorrow it won't be an issue. So you can officially let it go. Yeah. Next up. Hey, Claudia and Jackie. Thanks for always keeping me laughing. Now let me un my burden. Mm. I have two adorable dogs. One is large furry breed and the other is a small terrier mix. The big dog was at the groomer and I was going to pick him up. I always bring the small dog along with me. I'm standing in the lobby with my small dog waiting for them to bring the bigger dog out. And for context, I work as a veterinarian and I'm in my scrubs. I just came from work. So I'm used to dog stuff and I'm used to like gross stuff. I'm the only one in the lobby as the only girl at the desk went to go get my dog. I look down at my small dog and there's a poop nugget next to him. My small dog had pooped in the lobby and I'm immediately embarrassed. I don't even think. I bend down to grab the, bu- the nugget, barehanded, and I put it in my pocket. Uh-huh. I look around for a trash can and there's none in sight. What? I'm standing there with poop in my pocket. The lady comes back out with my bigger dog and I leave. I get to my car, reach in my pocket, and pull out the poop and throw it in the grass. How disgusting. I hope that place doesn't have cameras. Sincerely, a dedicated and embarrassed dog mom. I mean, that's so dedicated of you and so unnecessary. Like, if this is a dog grooming place, they clearly have the mechanisms to pick up dog poop. Your dog is not the only dog who took a massive dump in this lobby and you should be grateful it wasn't your big dog it was a tiny little cute no, little it was a small rocks poo it was a small rocks and it was clearly rocks because you it Picked was still it intact after being in your pocket like some of Bryce's poops like they turned to mush I just feel like you went out of your way to be like overly gracious and embarrassed when honestly it's a dog grooming place like I'm They've sure that place worse they express anal glands yeah like you really didn't need to do that and that it makes you look like a really nice you know I would want you as a customer in my business like you're extremely gracious but like, you really didn't have to be yeah or like there literally wasn't a tissue anywhere but a poop bag like it's a dog place yeah like i I understand if you were in you know the metropolitan museum of art or like a target you know it's not nice to like (laughs) same thing no like if you're in target like 
and your dog takes a shit. Like you can't just leave. Like you have to no, go but ask like you someone. could get like a tissue or something. But like, and I feel like at Target they have mechanisms where you could clean up a mess. Yeah, clean up some make. I just but maybe at the Met they didn't, and like you're you know had to pick it up with your hand sure I just think like you went above and beyond when you really didn't need to I agree but and you shouldn't be embarrassed at all because like do forgive yourself because like the only person you hurt was yourself yeah which is amazing when it comes to unburdening yourselves because you can forgive yourself you're not in control of other people yeah this third and final one is so funny okay (laughs) to my two favorite sisters and King Charles Cavalier dog moms Bryson Strassen. I absolutely love your show. I look forward to it every day, and you bring me such joy. Aww. Last week, I was in a busy Starbucks in downtown Boston getting a midday pick-me-up. I saw this adorable King Charles Cavalier and beeline to him. Of course, Bryson Strassen. Relatable. I started talking to the owner and knelt down, and the dog jumped on my knees in the vicinity of my crotch. I immediately said, I bet he smells my kitty cat. She kind of looked at me weird, but I didn't think anything of it. I walked away and realized this woman doesn't know I have a real-life cat that I'm obsessed with, and she might have thought I was referring referring to my vagina. I couldn't stop laughing, and now I can't stop thinking about it. It would have been better if I just said cat, of course, but I said kitty cat like a lunatic. If she knew how obsessed I was with my cat, it would have made more sense. Of course. Anyway, XOXO, your loyal fan and fellow pet mom enthusiast. That's just really funny. Unfortunate. And but of the course, good thing about it being an interaction with a stranger is like you literally will never see this person again. There's no need to be embarrassed. And at least you learned this lesson like with a stranger yes. and not, you know, someone when you work with or anything where you need to clear things up. But that is so hysterical. And no, because you, you basically were ba- you're basically were like, oh, I bet he smells my pussy. Because that's also a word for cat. Right. And I think we live in a culture that's really sick and twisted like you can't say kitty cat without thinking of vagina and we need to all like understand the world we live in but and also moving the forward, dog was like going for her vagina right no if but the dog was like smelling her arm like licking her arm she'd no, be but like, if the dog was going for her vagina and she said oh we must smell my cat like no one would have thought anything of it like this is the lesson here. You have to take a lesson away from every situation where you have to unburden yourself. And the lesson is you will never refer to your cat as a kitty cat ever again. Yeah. Do you think if she said, oh, I may, he probably smells my kitty? Oh, no. No, because kitty's also vagina. It's what is like, with the parallel between cats and vaginas? How every word for cat can be also used for vagina. What's the connection? I don't know. Kitty, kitty cat, pussy, pussy cat. Pussy cat. You got to say my feline. So there's no confusion. Yeah, my domesticated pet <laughs> named Laurel, or whatever your dog's name. That sounds like your vagina. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like your vagina. I would, though, like love an explanation on the parallels between names for your vagina and names for your cat. I don't know if I'm missing it, but like drop it in the comments. Yeah. Like, why is that? Maybe it's just because like the, of the puss of it all. Like there's just like crossover. So then everything else crosses over? I don't know. No, I really don't know. But I never really thought long and hard about it. But now that I am, I'm perplexed. Hmm. Positively perplexed. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who was vulnerable with us. Um, we hope this was a safe space for you. Thank you to Brass and Strassen for of being course. amazing members of the community. And thank you to you, Jackie, for being my sister. Oh, my God. And my you. biggest confidant <laughs> and supporter. <laughs> and thank you for you for always supporting me as well. You know, it means a lot to be seen and heard by you. 100%. And I just love you very much. Ah, I love you too. <laughs> That's a great way to end the show tomorrow. Oh, let's talk about the week for a little bit. Yeah. Do we even have our week ironed out yet? So we are going to be here today, obviously, tomorrow and Wednesday. Thursday's 50-50. Either it's going to be clear. We're still working gonna, on our plans. We're still working on it. It's either going to be podcast only or in studio. We will have an episode Thursday. 
Okay. Do you not agree? I don't know. There's one case scenario where we might not. No, no. There's literally no case scenario where we might not. We literally have ads booked, homie. Like, we have to. Okay. Know. We'll talk about it offline. But sure. But there's yeah. no show Friday and there's no show Monday for July 4th weekend. So I just want you to, like, go into your week knowing what you have coming. But the good news is, is that there is Breaking Bread this week and there's Patreon episodes, as always. We're actually recording such a fun one next, right after this. So if you are feeling RDH about our absence this weekend, like, there's so much content for you and we will let you know where it is and where you can get it. So don't even worry. Don't sweat it. And tomorrow we're interviewing Jill Zarin. Yes. Talking Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. So you can watch that over the weekend. There's going to be tons. And there's two new Patreons coming out. There's going to be tons of stuff for you to watch. Tons. And Redheads. Like, of course. It's going to be a lot. And all of our TNN shows. And Breaking Bread. Oh, yeah. That's Wednesday. Breaking Bread. With Bryson Johnson. Breaking Bread with Bryson Johnson. So that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So... If you are watching this on YouTube, yes, please. here's where we get serious, guys. Don't feel free. No. Just fucking do it, okay? Subscribe. Give this video a thumbs up. You know what? The thumbs up is optional. The subscribe is, is not. not. It's mandatory. If you enjoy this we content. We need to get more targeted. Yeah. Please subscribe. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Mm. Hope you guys have an incredible day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Incredible. Make it nothing less than incredible. Bye.